your boy DM3, and you're listening to Pandemonium with Mike Lindsley on the Buffalo Bills, exclusively on the Built to Buffalo Podcast Network. Bills Mafia, what's going on? Mike Lindsley, your host here on the Pandemonium Podcast, all a part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Make sure you follow us, download, subscribe, rate, review, read all of our content as well at builtinbuffalonews.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Twitter, of course, at builtinbuffalo underscore seven days a week of Buffalo Bills coverage here on the platform. So this is a, a way different podcast, you know, than what I thought I was going to talk about, obviously. I thought I'd be recapping the game and doing everything, but the game just doesn't matter now. I mean, that's just what it is. Home field, all these different things. What happened with DeMar Hamlin was terrifying, scary, uh, devastating, uh, sickening. Uh, Come up with any words that you want. It was absolutely, uh, uh, it was awful, right? It was just awful. You know, and I really hope this kid pulls through. Um, He is is a great human being. you know, he, he's somebody who's fought adversity his entire life. Um, I remember reading an article, um, you know, it Go Long by Tyler Dunn, I think, is, is where I read it. Um, you know, just the, the constant, you know, loss of family and friends and violence and, you know, high, middle school, high school, college, like everything that he had to deal with. Um, the kid has fought a ton of adversity. He's tough as nails. Um, and he's in critical condition as we speak. They did stabilize him. Uh, they are... Uh, no doubt monitoring every single second of him. Uh, he has the tube down the throat. They're hoping that he can bounce out of this thing. He is asleep right now. Um, and, you know, I heard uh, a medical expert uh, actually talking about this earlier in the day as I record this. And, you know, he was saying that sometimes they use like this cooling system to cool down and keep things at, at, at a little bit of a colder temperature, you know, for head reasons, head trauma and brain and all that sort of thing, because the cool, uh, the coolness helps that. Um, I don't know if that's what's happening with DeMar Hamlin. I'm not, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, I, I am not a, a, a medical expert, um, but I'm a human being, as are you, and that was scary. That was scary. And, you know, I'm really hoping that this kid makes it. Um, you know, I don't know how these guys go back to playing football after seeing something like that. Uh, it's not just, you know, it's not just a um, a Bills thing, right? I mean, yeah, it's their teammate, it's their brother, blah, blah, blah. But, but you know, this is a football game where there were other people involved. I mean, the Bengals, you know, were having as hard a time because many, if not all of these guys, had never seen anything like this before. You know, um, and I've seen some people kind of foolishly come out on social media with like, you know, oh, don't, you know, don't blame the NFL and blah, 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 because, uh, you know, they sign up to play for this. This is what they do, da, 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 da. And, you know, this was no different than any other injury where they uh, delay the game and you know, everybody goes down. No, it was way different because DeMar Hamlin's life was on the line on the football field. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get your bell rung and you get carted off in an ambulance. You, get, you tear an ACL, you have whatever horrific injuries like Alex Smith, whatever the case may be. He went into cardio, cardiac arrest. They were administering P, uh, CPR on the guy, okay? And his life was on the line on the field. So I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to hear, well, all the other, other injuries are the same. No, no, they're not. And, and I'm not the only one saying that. Um, players have said it. Coaches have said it. Media people have said it. 
former players, Booger McFarlane. And by the way, let me say this. I thought Booger McFarlane, Adam Schefter, Susie Colbert, I thought Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, uh, I thought everybody at ESPN nailed, nailed it. They covered it properly. They covered it accurately. They were only giving information that they were told. Um, you know, there's been some mixed reports about what really happened when, you know, Hamlin went down and then was carted off in terms of, you know, just take five. Troy Vincent, you know, the executive VP, uh, uh, you know, of the NFL, uh, he basically was like, that is not even close to true that the NFL was trying to play this game. Not even close to true. But there are other m reports, and lots of them for that matter, um, that say that the NFL just said to take five, which, you know what, both of those things could be true. They could say, well, take five, you know, take five minutes right now, you know, try to gather yourselves, whatever, um, but not saying that they're going to play. Just, you know, take five, right? Just, that's it. <laughs> It'd be different if it was, okay, take five, and, and we're going to get back out there. Okay, rah, rah, let's go. Trey Vincent said that none of that was, was happening, but I, I think that both could be true. The NFL could have just said, take five to the teams, and the NFL and Troy Vincent, right at the head of it, planned on not playing the game. But they told him to take five just to take five because of the trauma, right? Um, so that's all that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were really reporting. You know, I mean, they weren't, they were just getting information from, you know, the proper places and just reporting what they, what they saw um, and what they heard. Um, but this was, uh, I guess if there's one thing to honestly if there's one thing to come out of this thing, um, you know, that's a positive is that the rallying around for, you know, for this young man, DeMar Hamlin, by both the Bills and the Bengals and the fan bases. And I mean, you know, his, his foundation, as I record, this is like up over $4 million right now uh, in donations. Um, it's really, 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 really great to see. Uh, people rallying and, and, and staying together. You know, Stefan Diggs Uber to the to the hospital to be with him. Um, you know, the Bills, the faces, Josh Allen, you could just see the devastation. Sean McDermott, I mean, these guys, you know, Trey White was beside himself uh, crying and all the rest, and, and just everybody was a complete mess, as they should be. Uh, it's just a traumatic thing to happen. The Bengals, uh, you know, were dealing with it as well. So, but but this was bigger than football. And all of a sudden, like, even though we love the highlights and we love fantasy and we love, you know, the, the contact and we love, you know, deep throws from the quarterback to the receiver and we love pick sixes and we love, you know, everything in between. We love the game of football, right? We love it. There's no sport out there like it. It's the king in America. We know that. Uh, people love it here. They love it globally. People love the NFL. And you know why? Because all you have to do is look at freaking ratings. <laughs> you see... 35 million people at one time watching an NFL game on Thanksgiving between the Bills and the Lions, right? It was it was the highest rated uh, early Thanksgiving game in the history of the NFL. Bills-Cowboys drew almost 40 million, you know, a couple years ago. So we, and we see Monday night games, we see the top 10 most watched things every year in the NFL, usually has seven or eight of them right in there, right? Uh, the Super Bowl is watched by just everybody, <laughs> you know? So we love our NFL, but what I'm getting at is the the game of football took a real backseat. You know, the passion, the number one seed, uh, the Titanic matchup. I don't think anybody 
felt that they should play the game. You know, I, I don't think I read anybody on social media or anywhere else saying, well, geez, you know, let's get back out there. You know, go win it for I – mean, maybe a couple people said, um, you know, win it for DeMar, but that was, you know, if, you know, if um, they, you know, they, they actually, you know, played, you know. Uh, like, well, well, if they, if they go out there, you know, Hey, go win it for, you know, but I think most people, you know, it wasn't m- many people didn't even have that thought, you know, like, Oh, well, you know, if you're going to go out, if they are going to de- decide to play this thing, like go, go win it for DeMar, rah, rah. And the, you know, but, uh, I don't think anybody had that in, in, in mind and, um, they made the smart move. I mean, you know, the coaches, you know, when they were told to take five, um, and again, I'm not saying that the NFL said take five because we're going back out there. I think they just said take five to get away from the situation and to try to collect themselves and in, in, in the traumatic experience that they that they just witnessed. Um, but you know, at that point, with the coaches saying you know f that and and, and wanting to um, you know not play the game, um, the players also deciding not to play the game. Um, you know, really, really, really smart stuff uh, to not play this thing. Um, the Bills tweeted out uh, 41 minutes ago as, as, as I'm recording this. DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we've received so uh, thus far. Um, you know, jo- I mean, these all the tweets, man. Josh Allen, please pray for our brother. Reggie Gilliam, the whole nation is behind you three. Reed Ferguson, prayers up. Um I mean, you know, Daquan Jones, you know, all, all the all these, the collage of tweets, um, you know, the Bills compiled that they sent out there, um, all the teams. I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers, Arizona Cardinals, the Seahawks, um, you know, all these all these teams, you know, putting out, you know, all these different tweets and thoughts and and everything about, um, in you know, Demar Hamlin and, uh, like I said, football took a major major backseat, man. Life came right at you. Um, it reminds us how violent, how awful uh, of a game that the NFL can be. And it also makes you sick that, you know, there might have been. I mean, am I supposed to take Troy Vincent's word for it that every single person in that league office in New York City, you know, every person decided, like, not to play the game? I don't know. I don't trust that take. I don't trust that at all because the NFL is full of greed. And the NFL is a sport that will suspend players for gambling, but they shove DraftKings down your throat. The NFL wants to create all these rules and hide the violence of the game, and then we have this kind of stuff happening. Um, You know, I've heard Tyler Dunn and many other people say, like, you know, look, just embrace the violence. This is the game. This is how it is. Um, You know, and and maybe that is the right answer. Maybe, maybe you you know, that is easier to take than, you know, the whole, like, uh, poo-pooing things and trying to, you know, hide the violence and hide that it's it's not a rough game and we're going to create all these penalties and we're going to call touch touch penalties and all this sort of stuff and, you know, you can't hit a quarterback anywhere anymore. Uh, maybe it, it is easier to say just embrace the violence, right? But the NFL, um, you know, for all the things that we do love about it, the NFL has not really done a good job with player safety. They haven't. Um, they can say that they improved with, you know, the, the concussion thing with, you know, when the the um, CT stuff came out and, and League of Denial and the book and the movie and Will Smith and all that sort of thing, they can say that they have made wicked strides and that they're doing everything possible to protect players' health, but they're not. And until they go back to 16 games, right, they added the, they added a game, they added a game for no reason except money, and that is not player safety. 
That is greed. That's we want to make more money. They would get rid of half the preseason. I mean, I don't think teams need to play any more than one or two preseason games. A lot of the starting quarterbacks don't even want to play any of them anymore, and they're fully ready for the year. They're fully ready. I mean, playing in four preseason games, three preseason games, it's not going to prevent an interception against a good defense in November. It, it just the preseason is so irrelevant. And so player safety is not – it's just not um, – it's not good. You know, it, it's just – it's terrible. Um, now, back to Andrew Marchand's tweet. Well, back to the subject at hand that I just stumbled upon a tweet by Andrew Marchand. He said the NFL was watching the broadcast. If the information was incorrect about telling the teams to warm up, you would think that the NFL would tell ESPN in real time to correct it. The NFL did not. And that's where I was kind of going with it, right? Like, if, if all these things were, you know, kind of floating in the air, do we really believe that, you know, do we really believe that everybody in the NFL said we're not going to play the game? Joe Buck hit back at the NFL's denials, insisting the league told network play would resume. Joe Buck is not lying. <laughs> Joe Buck does not lie. Joe Buck is as honest and great a broadcaster. I know people get on him, but that you'll find. You know, he, he comes from a legendary broadcast family with his dad, Jack. He's tremendous. I love Joe Buck. I've always loved Joe Buck. I'm going to read from this article uh, that I found at the Daily Mail um, in, in UK. Uh, ESPN announcer Joe Buck has doubled down on the claim that the NFL wanted players to resume Monday's game in Cincinnati following Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin's sudden heart attack. Um, Troy Vincent, the NFL's executive vice president of football operations, okay, and a former NFL defensive back in his own right, right? He played three seasons for the Bills, actually. Uh, he denied the claim in a Monday night conference call with reporters. I'm not sure where that came from. But speaking with the New York Post, Joe Buck repeated his claim that an NFL representative told the network that play would resume after a five-minute warm-up period. Okay? That's the bottom line. So I believe Joe Buck that if an NFL representative told him that, I don't know how high up those guys are uh, or, or, or gals who told him that, but if an NFL rep told him all he was doing was providing information that he was hearing from the NFL. That's all he was doing. So don't get on Joe Buck. He was given information. He provided that information like any journalist would and should do. That's just all there is to it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Tim Tim Burke putting, uh, you know, a, a tweet out there. Um, he is a Tampa Bay City Council guy. He's just a big football fan, I guess. But he put out a tweet that said, Joe Buck stated it on air as fact four separate times, so figuring out who was lying should be pretty straightforward. And then um, another person quoted, and Abby Mueller said, yeah, it's not like Joe Buck pulled that statement out of thin air. And Abby is a Fan Nation a Sports Illustrated Browns Digest and podcast host, does a great job uh, covering, uh, you know, the Cleveland sports scene. And she's right. She's absolutely right. You know, Joe Buck's not going to just pull that statement out. So for people who are thinking that, you know, ESPN was wrong and all these, no, you know, no. You know, Joe Flint, 14 minutes ago, this tweet came out. Joe Flint um, is a media reporter, WSJ, and he said, 
from ESPN read Joe Buck's comments on resuming game in five minutes. There was constant communication in real time between ESPN and league and game officials. As a result of that, we reported what we were told in the moment and immediately. Come on. You know, then Paxton Boyd tweets out, per Joe Buck, once officials gave each team five minutes to warm up before resuming play, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor walked across the field and consulted McDermott. Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills, both coaches then sent their teams to their respective locker rooms. Such a classy move by Taylor. So I don't think Troy Vincent knows what he's talking about. Because Joe Buck would not go on the air and he would not, you know, he just he, he just wouldn't he just wouldn't make something up. He just wouldn't. It's just not, it's there, there's it's just not what Joe Buck would do, I'm telling you. So now we wait as I record this podcast, and again, it was a very different podcast for me. Um, it's very hard to kind of find the words after something like this happens. Um, you know, the, the trauma of, of seeing that, and again, we, we are hoping, we are praying that this kid, you know, makes it. Um, I'm currently dealing with my own trauma and my own devastation. I found my mom a month ago on my birthday, um, dad in my old room. Um, so... The, the trauma that I've, you know, experienced and the depression and um, the fatigue and the pain and all that is, is I feel for these players, man. I feel for these coaches. I feel for them. I really do. I mean, it, it's, it's a tight group. I mean, the Bills are a very, very tight football team. They're basically like a family. They talk about that all the time. Um, and so, you know, we can just hope and hope and hope and pray and pray and pray, um, you know, that they will, uh, you know, the, the, he'll, he'll snap out of this thing. You know, um, now I will tell you this, while I don't care as much about football today, you know, as I did yesterday, because life took over and that's what everybody should be feeling, right? It should be. Um, I think that there is no doubt in my mind that DeMar Hamlin has obviously an unbelievable supporting cast. He is our number one, you know, focal point as media people, fans. I mean, the players and coaches at trainers, everybody, he is the number one priority. Um, and so while I, you know, say that, and while I certainly think that, you know, football plays a secondary or, or even third or fourth or fifth role, you know, in a case like this, you know, they're not going to make up the game this week. That was just announced a few minutes ago as I record this, you know, will, will they make it up? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but my thought process last night, and I had tweeted this was very simply put, like you can't get back out there and play the game. You, you, you can't. And so therefore you need to, you know, just call it a wash, you know, and just call the draw, right? Just just put it as a tie. You know, don't make don't make, you know, somebody forfeit. Don't don't do any of that stuff. Okay. Don't do any of that. It's just a draw. It's just an unfortunate situation. And we're just gonna tie this game and and, and, and move on, you know? Seriously. And that's what they should do. That's what they should do. And if they play the game, maybe they'll play it and delay week 18. And then I heard Mike Florio on with Dan Patrick today saying something to the tune of, 
you know, although I think you said this before the news was released that they're not going to, you know, make it up. Um, but reality is that, you know, they, uh, they have a situation where, you know, if they wanted to make up the game and play, um, you know, and delay or I guess push back a week and play it after week 18 um, or play it during week 18. Obviously now they're not playing it this week, as I just mentioned, but that was on the table to play it like this weekend. Then you delay the Patriot game and then that becomes week 19. And then obviously you don't have the two weeks in between with the break. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. The, 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 the thing that makes the most sense to me is giving these players and coaches and trainers and people and fan bases time this week and, you know, just not playing that game and given, again, like I said, just a tie to both teams, football takes the back seat, and then you just play week 18 and, and the Bills play 16 games and the Bengals play 16 games and that's it. And then the home field is just based on winning percentage. This is a very abnormal situation. Um, I think that there has to be some, you know, some thought to that, that, you know, result. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. And we're praying and we're hoping that DeMar Hamlin makes it out of this thing. So thanks for listening to the Pandemonium podcast here on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Again, kind of a somber episode. Um, some people I know this week aren't recording. They're not doing shows, whatever, because they're, you know, just really trying to recover from what they saw. Um, but I wanted to get on the mic. I wanted to get out there and, and at least give, um, you know, the kudos to to all the doctors, all the professionals, all the trainers, the people who, you know, kept Amar Hamlin with us, um, you know, on the field, uh, the amazing medical staffs, the amazing fan bases of the Bills and the Bengals, the amazing coaches, Taylor and McDermott, two class acts, um, you know, Allen Burrow with all the players, uh, you know, rallying around each other and, and, and being together. Uh, was just an absolutely great thing. I mean, that was the only great thing, you know, to come out of this thing. But, um, you know, the unity and, and, and donating to his charity, all those things that we saw, um, that was the bright spot of this thing. And now hopefully the brightest spot will be him coming out of this thing. And again, we continue to pray. We continue to hope the best uh, happens for DeMar Hamlin and his family. Um, make sure you follow us all over the social platforms. You know, the coverage will continue with updates on Demar Hamlin from our, our crew at builtinbuffalonews.com. And of course, get us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's all there. Buffalo underscore uh, on Twitter. Make sure you get us there. Um, you know, tweeting out a, a bunch of information here in the coming days. And uh, you can catch all the shows as well, uh, video, audio, and uh, of course, all that content on the aforementioned website, builtinbuffalonews.com. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks for listening to the Pandemonium Podcast on the BIB Podcast Network. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games.